0: Do you ever get tired just thinking about what you've got to do? Do you ever find yourself as fatigued on Monday morning as you were on Friday afternoon? Do you ever bring home work and a briefcase and use the weekend to catch up? Are you a teacher? Do you ever feel guilty when you relax? This weekend in our sermon series, Ten Values for Strong Families. We're going to look at what God says about taking time off. Would you agree that workaholism hurts families? If you don't, you need to hear this message. So please take out your sermon notes that have been prepared for you. The third commandment is about taking time off. Look at Exodus 20, verses 8 and 9. Please read with me together, out loud. Observe the Sabbath and keep it holy. You have six days in which to do your work, but the seventh day is a day of rest dedicated to me. On that day, no one is work. That was actually God talking. Martin Luther asked, what does this mean? He says we should fear and love God so that we do not despise what? Preaching and His Word. But hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. It's interesting to me that God has more to say about taking time off than He does about murder or about adultery. It's the longest of the Ten Commandments. And it's not a suggestion. God is serious. God is commanding you to take time off according to his plan and his will. See, the Sabbath is meant to be the antidote, the burnout. Look at Mark 2, verse 27. Jesus said the Sabbath was made to benefit man, not man to benefit the Sabbath. So what is Jesus talking about? What does the word Sabbath mean? And you know Sabbath means just simply day of rest. The purpose is to prevent burnout. Every seven days, you need to get physically, emotionally, and spiritually recharged because your batteries run down every few days. So God says, I'm going to do this for your benefit. It is the antidote to burnout. It's the prevention against stress-filled world in which we live. So God says, every seven days, I want you to do this. Now, when? When is the Sabbath? Is Sabbath a Saturday? Or a Sunday? Or a Friday? Well, in your notes, God's Word says it does not matter. Just look at Romans 14. Paul says, every day alike belongs to God. On questions of this kind, one must decide for himself. If you have special days for worshiping the Lord, you're trying to honor him. So God does not care which day as long as you honor him once a week. With the three major religions, Islam, Judaism, and Christianity. In your notes, Muslims, they celebrate Sabbath once a week on Friday, Jews celebrate Sabbath once a week on Saturday, Christians celebrate Sabbath once a week on Sunday, but not one place in the Bible does God command you to worship on Sunday. Then why do we worship when we worship? Well, in the New Testament, the first Christians took the Jewish Sabbath day of rest, and began to celebrate it. On Sunday, in your notes, to honor Jesus' resurrection. Because Jesus rose from the tomb on Sunday, it became the custom of the Christians to celebrate that day as their time off. So their Sabbath day was Sunday. The Bible says all days are God's days. So if you say then, well, every day will be our Sabbath. That's sort of like saying, This job is everybody's job. When everybody has a job, it becomes nobody's job. The same is true with worship. If you say, I will worship every day, it simply does not happen. You should pick one specific day to use for rest, for recreation, and worship for restoration, just to recharge yourself. So let's look at three things this morning. That God wants us to do on our Sabbath to keep it holy. Number one. In your notes. The first thing God says to keep to keep the Sabbath day holy. Use that day to rest your body. Use the day to rest your body. Look at Psalm 127, verse 2. God wants his loved ones to get their proper rest. So what does it mean to keep it holy? In you notes, holy simply means set apart. God says, I want you to set one day apart, make it different. In order to do something different than what you do the other six days of the week. On the seventh day, you're to have a change of pace. That means it is unique, reserved, special, set apart. And this is so important that God uses himself as an example. When God created the world... It says that God took six days to create the world. On the seventh day, God rested. Now, why? Why did God rest? Was God tired? No, God doesn't get tired, I don't think. But in your notes, God rested to model a principle of life. That's every seven days you take time off. Now, the Supreme Court of the United States has ruled that it's okay for people to have laws, that businesses actually be closed on Sunday, but not on religious grounds, but on the grounds of the human being. The time off is built into our very fabric, and we have a need for periodic rest. Now you have biblical basis for your Sunday afternoon nap. Inc. Magazine did a survey. It said that 62% of the people in America... We're saying, I'm burned out. Or at least that I'm on way to getting burned out. So in your notes, if you burn the candle at both ends, then you're not as bright as you think you are. You can get so many irons in the fire that you put the fire out. You need to take time off. You need rest for your body. And all the powerful forces like more money and more money, more recognition, more promotions, more senses of fulfillment, more achievements, more accomplishments they simply shout well work more and you can become so addicted to your work your bodies were not built for nonstop work. Solomon says in Ecclesiastes 10 verse 15 only someone too stupid to find his way home would wear himself out with work so don't bring your work home in your briefcase we think that we get more done by keeping on by keeping on. But actually efficiency experts say that reasonably spaced rest periods they actually increase productivity for the person who works continuously. I have a reminder on my computer to make it over the long haul. It says simply in your notes, number one, divert daily. Yeah, divert daily. And then number two, withdraw Weekly, You need to withdraw weekly. And number three, abandon annually. You need to know what relaxes you, what recharges you, and do it. Now some people who never take time off, who never observe this third commandment, they end up observing it for maybe two weeks in a hospital. Sort of like accumulation of their Sabbath. But physical rest, is not enough. Rest for your body takes care of your physical fatigue. But there are two other things that God says to do on your Sabbath to keep it holy. So number two in your notes, the second thing that God says to do to keep the Sabbath holy is that I use that day to recharge my emotions. Use the Sabbath, number one, to rest your body Number two, use the Sabbath to recharge your emotions. Americans are always in a hurry. We need regular doses of inspiration and encouragement. In the French Revolution, they were trying to throw out all those old laws. And one of the old laws was that Sunday was a day off. So they said every day would be a day of work, seven days a week in France. Within months, They had to rescind that law to reestablish again one day off a week because the health of the French people collapsed. It did not work. So there are three universal things that you need to build into every Sunday to recharge your emotions. In your notes, number one, include a time of quietness. Include a time of quietness. Look at Psalm 23, verse 3. We know this. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. Quietness and soul restoration go together. See, we're in a world of a lot of noise pollution. It's really hard to find a place where you are totally quiet. Yet the Bible says in quietness will be your strength. Be still and know that I am God. So, you need to schedule quiet periods in your life. And God says part of your Sabbath needs to be a quiet time. Now, many people use the whole weekend to relax physically someplace, but never have any quiet. They're still stressed out when they go back to work on Monday. So, on the back of your notes, a weekend at the lake many times just brings families home stressed out because they have. No quiet time. So look at Mark 6, verse 31. There were so many people coming and going. Jesus said to his disciples, let us go off by ourselves where we will be alone and you can rest for a while. People often wait anxiously today at stoplights. They're trying to get to their next appointment. They are stressed out. They're grabbing at the wheel They're honking the horn. Why? Because Americans hate to wait. How many hours in your entire lifetime do you think you sit at red lights? I began to think about that and realized that one day I'm going to die. And they're going to put me in a funeral procession and I will get to run every stoplight to the cemetery. (laughs) And you spend your entire life waiting at stoplights once you die you get to go through all of them I read in a book about a missionary on a jungle safari who said today we're going to rest so that our souls can catch up with our bodies and that's what it means to recharge your emotions in your notes you take time for your soul to catch up with your bodies number two to recharge my emotion A second thing to include every Sunday It's time for family. So number one, time for quietness. Number two, time for family. In our American history, Sundays have historically been a day for two things. For church, for family. And God wants you to plan some special time with your family. To do things with them that draw families together. Looking at Ecclesiastes 9, verse 9. Solomon says, enjoy life with your wife, whom you love. So you relax. Have some fun with your family. You're not wasting your time. Chill out. Family time is important time. God says you need it. Look at Proverbs 14, verse 30. A relaxed attitude lengthens a man's life. So men need to stay home more with their families. Most of our parents have both husband and wife working. So we need more time with our families. So in your notes, write this down. Men, go home and talk to your wife. And play with your kids. Then men, play with your wife and talk to your kids. Time for quietness. Time for family. Number three in your notes. The third universal thing to build into every Sunday to recharge my emotions is time for fellowship. You need time with other believers. We draw strength from being together for fellowship. Look at Hebrews 10, verse 25. Let us not give up the habit of meeting together instead. Let us encourage one another. It's really tough being a believer out in the world today. We need each other to encourage, to uplift each other, to inspire each other, to challenge each other. Now, some of you grew up in churches where after church you had a family over for dinner. Today that doesn't happen much. So, in your notes, having a new family over for dinner, it really is a lost art. Fellowship is missing, and we need that interaction and building of new relationships. So to keep your Sabbath holy use the day number one to rest your body number two to recharge your emotions and number three the third thing to do on your Sabbath to keep it holy and this is the most important thing to do in your notes I need to use the day to refocus my spirit to tune in to God look at Psalm 95 verse 6 Come, let us bow down and worship before the Lord our Maker. Sundays are most importantly a day to worship, to get a focus on God, a time to remember what is important, a time to get a spiritual tune-up. Those of you who are pilots know that on an airplane there is a gyro compass. It's very important to keep the plane balanced. Thing has to be constantly recalibrated or it gets off. You have to recorrect it. So the body and the life also has to be recalibrated every seven days. And that's what worship does. It helps bring into focus what is really important. Too many people take time off to take care of physical needs and they have their recreation, but they ignore their most important need your spirit. And your spirit is running on empty. And it needs to be refilled with God's presence and his power and his love. So in your notes, America has turned Sunday into a mere fun day. So we take a holy day and turn it into a holiday. Like it's Miller's time. But in your notes, most people do not worship God on Sunday. They do worship, in your notes, the sun on Sunday. But it's spelled S-U-N. That is their worship. They go to a lake, go to a beach, anoint their body with oil, lay prostrate before the sun god. So in conclusion, look at Mark 8, verse 36. Please read it with me together out loud. What, What good is it for man to gain the whole world, yet forfeit his soul? What can a man give in exchange for his soul? God wants you to answer that question every seven days. God wants you to stop and re examine your priorities, to reevaluate, regroup, relax, tune into God, listen to His Word, get the perspective right, refocus on God. So, in your notes, the number one priority is the word refocus my spirit. That means worship. Worship is the first thing you ought to do on your day off before you do the others, to rest your body and recharge your emotions. Worship is by far the most important. Fathers can share their values in a very, very simple way. And you notice you teach values to your kids by modeling. Kids catch them automatically. When you say, I'm not going to go to church today, let's go to the lake instead. You're modeling inconsistencies God says every seven days you rest you recharge you refocus you know when you buy a car you get your owner's manual and this book is in your car has a maintenance schedule to it and the owner's manuals help your car to last the owner's manual to your life in your notes is called the Bible and your maintenance schedule says rest every seventh day when you do not follow God's principles and Jesus is not the center of your life, then you become fatigued and out of balance. When life is out of balance, Jesus extends his invitation. Look at Matthew eleven twenty eight and 29. Please read those verses with me together out loud. Come to me, all you who are weary and overburdened, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, Jesus says that if you are carrying a heavy burden today, you're carrying one that he does not want you to be carrying because you're not God. So you let God be God. Start taking his third commandment seriously in your life, in your family. And it's not an option. Three things to do on your Sabbath. Number one, rest your body. Number two, recharge your emotions. Number three, most important, Refocus your spirit. Amen.